0: It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What up? This is Myron, and you
1: are listening or watching... The newest episode of the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, the alternative underground back alley, underbelly, on the other side of the tracks, down on the docks, dive bar style podcast, of and about and surrounding the Seattle Mariners that you are listening to here on the Odyssey app or wherever else you're getting this podcast. And did I mention we're up on YouTube? Yeah. And check us out on the socials. We're there. Or hit us up at Podcasts at gmail.com look we only got what eight days from the time of this recording till opening day so we're just kind of wrapping up the wbc that just ended when we recorded this what an exciting tournament we're uh talking about our big takeaways from that we're talking about the guys from the wbc back in camp what they're looking like in action and we're also looking at some of the roster moves and maybe some of the little uh tiny injuries that have you know given us a little bit of concern but um and then we're finishing up, of course, talking about the good pitching that the uh, Mariners have, what it's looking like in camp, uh, how that's going to look rolling into next week as far as starts and things like that. I'm back with my boy, Hanno, up in Edmonds. So I'm going to shut the hell up so you can get into this newest episode of the Rye Bread Mustard, a Mariners podcast that's going to start. How about now? Get
0: ready to play hardball in the kingdom.
2: Take me to the ball game. I want to see the end. Mariners are playing hardball.
1: Did it again and again and again.
2: It again. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdom.
1: Alright, we're uh, we're recording and we just got done watching the WBC. I know that earlier on on some of these episodes you know being at the wbc i was like eh, you know i was a little disinterested because i was watching team usa which turned out to be one of the more exciting teams it was just me being at the games and there wasn't any seattle mariners on there please forgive me when i say this that this might have been the most exciting wbc that i can remember uh especially this semi or quarterfinal semi-final and final rounds, it, it has just been, uh, you know, climactic ending after climactic ending, hasn't it, Hannah?
2: Yeah, it's been a great tournament. Um, great games, high drama, like you said. I did notice a Mariner fan in the stands tonight with their Mariner T-shirt jersey on, the teal one. So there was a Mariner fan in the stands rooting on, uh, I would assume, Team USA tonight. So, or yeah. You're
1: it- the back coach, right?
2: That too. Yeah. Can't forget him.
1: <laughs> no, you cannot. And I mean, some people were like, what what's he know about hitting? You're like, what are you talking about? This guy hit what? 280, 290 something, 630 home runs. Look at all the RBIs he's got. And look at all the home runs. Uh, Team USA has hit. I mean, you have what Trey Turner hit about what? 45 home runs in the last three games.
2: Yeah. If someone's out there, dogging on the hitting coach i'm not sure if they even know baseball
1: (laughs) probably not because that would be my first choice uh you know as things have uh you know been peeled away you know in the major leagues with you know things that we know about hgh and steroids and things like that all the griffey's numbers and everything griffey's done just keeps looking better and better with time um And uh, I think he did a good job. I thought Mark DeRosa did a good job. They fell short, obviously, to Japan. But it doesn't get any more climactic with Shohei Otani on the mound with a one-run lead with two outs and up steps his teammate, Mike Trout. I mean, this listen, this might be the most exciting thing that the Angels fans get to see all year. Let's knock on Wood. Uh, You don't look too... uh, pleased with that statement am i jinxing this no but i mean it it was exciting to see trout versus otani that's power versus power they happen to be on the same team uh, i'm sure with all the um otani um, free agency or trade deadline talk that's already on the hot stove it's pretty interesting to finally see these two go up against each other
2: yeah you're exactly right i mean that's what everybody wanted to see And it came down to it. It was really intriguing watching the pitching sequences. I mean, he gave him a couple heaters to hit. He just couldn't catch up. And then that last pitch, you know, I thought he was going to just say, hey, I blew you away. I'm going to give it to you again. But he went with his best slider of the night. And you could see Trout was upset. That was the first. I mean, he's had a a great tournament. He's had some times where he struck out and he hasn't looked like it's affected him. But that one, you could tell it was kind of like, damn, and and I would feel that same way as him, you know, facing my teammate, you know. I mean, oh, that's man. that's 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 rough.
1: That's some uh that's some locker room talk. Luckily, it's Mike Trout, so I don't think anybody's gonna give him any shit about it, you know, versus anybody else. But uh yeah, it's definitely bragging rights. I know it's gonna be a subject, you know, the internet always wins. Uh there's probably gonna be some memes, uh, but like Mike Trout. No, I definitely don't want Mike to make Mike Trout angry What's he got 53, 52, 53 home runs against the Mariners. So as a Mariners fan, I do not want to antagonize this uh, sleeping giant at all.
2: No, of course not. I mean, like you said, it's probably going to be the most meaningful games that th- these two guys play the whole year. Um, sorry for Angel fans that that's probably the case, but um, yeah. Uh, it's just that's how it is. The Angels are snake bitten. You know, they don't, their Achilles heel is starting pitching. They've added a couple guys, but yeah, getting back to the WBC, I'm rambling on about the Angels and no one cares. But yeah, great tournament, great way to end it. Uh, it makes the, it's nice to have this excitement, you know, that you feel like is a World Series type game and the season's not over. It's just starting. I mean, I'm pumped now.
1: Yeah, I, I mean it was nuts down there in Miami. It there was a lot of energy when I was at the games in Arizona, but I I gotta say, watching on TV, definitely with the teams, a lot of the you know Caribbean teams that were down there, uh, that like Miami's uh, the stadium. In Miami had already set this precedent of like how just wild and fun it looked. I mean the USA Venezuela game. I mean let's go. We're going back around. I mean God, that was that was something else. Uh, the Japan, Mexico game, another one of these games that you're just like, Oh my God. And today, you know, wasn't as crazy, you know, it was a much lower scoring game here in the uh, championship game, but it got, you know, it was two good teams that just good pitching, good hitting, good defense colliding, you know, at head to head, you know, something's got to give, this was more of a traditional, uh, game here. Uh, than what we were seeing the, the previous nights, which was just just loco, right? Like no lead was safe.
2: Yeah, I think it was smart by the Japan manager not to start Yu Darvish that was talked about early on that he might be the starter. I mean, a lot of those guys were for, were real familiar with him and have seen him. And you you know, if you're familiar with a guy, you feel a lot more comfortable. But they haven't seen some of these young guys that through gas, through. it seems like every guy had a splitter. I mean, it was very intriguing to watch. And once you Darvish came in, they touched him up, or well, Schwarber did. And you know, as well as everybody else, he tattooed that pitch he hit last year in the playoffs off of him in San Diego. So, yeah, yeah, it it was it was great theater, great baseball. Um, I I'm just excited, and like I said, for the regular season. I mean, here we go.
1: Yeah, and for Major League Baseball, I know there's a few scenarios that they could have drawn up to be like, this is what the last at-bat is going to be. I don't think it gets any better than that, right? Trout and Otani it, it was just, you know, you can't even write this stuff up. If you're Major League Baseball and you're the, the world of baseball classic people, you couldn't be any happier. It's going to be hard to top this.
2: Yeah, and I mean the Americans didn't have their A plus plus pitchers, you know, that played in it. Mark DeRosa was hamstrung with, you know, how he could use his lineup on the pitching side, and uh, it it just made it so exciting. Um, I, I loved every minute of it.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, again, it came down. There was a chance in the ninth inning with the with the USA getting the leadoff guy on. You got Mookie Betts up there. You got Trout to follow. You got the pinch runner coming on. You're thinking there's going to be like maybe some motion, and then they get Mookie Betts into a, into a double play. You know, uh, Otani, you know, barely missed also on that strike three that the leadoff runner got on. Uh, barely missed, but it was a ball. I know that they went to the, you know, what what do the Mariners call it? The ECQ tracer. <laughs> they went to the 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 radar. It it was a ball, barely. But I mean, that was what last year's AL uh, batting champ up at the plate. Well, shows you how good of an eye that guy's got. What's his name, McDaniel?
2: Yeah, NL batting champ for the Mets. Correct.
1: Sorry, yeah. I mean, yeah, you. Yeah. Got, you
2: got... No, yeah. It it was. It brought all the high drama. You know, you 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 play these things back in your head. You're like, what if they would have started the runner there? You know, as a tailor made double play for, off of bets. Maybe they start the runner there in that situation if they're not worried about yep. you know injury or restrictions or something like that you know then there's, place. yeah exactly then you got first and third with uh n- with less than two outs and trout coming up it's a whole different situation then and otani's never came in as a save guy that i'm aware of so it just changed the whole dynamics of the game but hey you got to hand it to otani he made that pitch and it was and Betts hit into a tailor Made double play, and and then we got the matchup like we've talked about, Trout versus Otani, and it was everything that we could ask for.
1: Yeah, I mean the playoffs have <laughs> the, the playoffs have a high bar already coming into this season from what has happened here in the last you know few games. Definitely from the court, uh, the semifinals on you know, go even going back to the quarterfinals. You know, most of these games were were very dramatic and even the very last uh you know winning games you know in the, in pool play i mean for the most part i would say half of these games were you know down to the last inning at least half of them it felt like it at least
2: yeah i mean like you mentioned it was such a success for the world baseball classic you couldn't have asked for anything better and the drama
1: I mean, we still, let's not forget as good as these games were, we're still going to have some of the naysayers about the WBC. And I think really it's a naysayer if you are on, or you are a a fan or um, part of the organization that lost somebody. Of course, we lost Edwin Diaz. uh, We just went over that last episode. Nobody's ever going to forget about that. We lost him to a celebration unfortunately out for the entire season and then Hanno, uh what just happened the other day
2: it yeah came. another unfortunate in, um injury something that's gonna affect the mariners i would say because jose altuve got hit in the hand and had a and had to, and hurt his thumb and uh has had to have surgery and will be gone for up to two months so that is big and with a with a the Astros already kind of snake-bitten with injuries. Um, Alvarez hasn't played yet this year. Brantley's on the shelf. He hasn't played much. So, you know, it's it's time for the M's to get cooking and off to a hot start here with the season coming up with, with uh, the Astros being hampered by injuries.
1: Yeah. Um, with Altuve out or whoever goes out on the Astros, the only thing I fear is them pulling another prospect from the farm system out of their ass and then they're an automatic all-star but I will take my chances of not having Altuve in the lineup probably you know until close to June um, but the one thing that you can't let the Astros do and I'm talking to the rest of the American League not just the Mariners is let them you know surf on by without this injury because let's just say they're running away with things again and then you add Altuve then it's even worse You know, so it is very important to take care of business. And for the other teams playing Houston, take care of them now because you know how hard Altuve is to get out. Don't let the Mariners series last year against them, you know, represent what this guy is. I still feel like he is like the toughest out in the game when – you know, or the most annoying out in the game, it kind of reminds me of a, a Jeter. How tough Jeter was to get out. I'm sure this was what people felt about like Ichiro or Edgar. The guy just beats you all the time. We've seen it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a pest of an at bat. I mean, he 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 hit. He gets base hits on balls. He you know he's very clutch. He hits lead off homers to start games off. I mean, we all know this. I mean. He's an incredible talent that is a catalyst for their team. And with him going down there and the Mariners notoriously as a slow starter of a team, they need to get cooking early.
1: Yeah. Get cooking, stay out of the holes. I mean, we got the good pitching, so I'm not so worried about it this year. I mean, we had the good pitching coming out last year, but we have some dominant pitching. We'll get into that in a second, but what do you think your ultimate close is on this subject of Altuve? How many games do you think that really affects, you know, the, the 16 game gap, which I think we got to get rid of because this is a new season, but what do you think, how much of this injury do you think closes the gap with the Astros? Wow.
2: That's a really good question. I mean, that's, it's hard to answer. Like you said, they, their farm system brings guys in, that step up right away and produce, and they don't miss a beat. But, I mean, this is just totally random here. I'm guessing maybe four to five games, hopefully, that the M's can get ahead of them, Um, right. you know. But, I mean, like I said, we cannot rely on this 14-game winning streak like we had last year when we started slow. We need a good hot start, and we need to put the pressure. I'd like uh, – the, the Astros have never ch- – been the chaser and, um, we're always chasing them. So it, it really intrigues me to see if we can get off to a hot start and see if they can chase us.
1: Right. And you know, if we're going off a war, if you want to, if you're one of those people, uh, according, according to baseball reference, uh, he was a 5.1 last year. So if you, what, take a, the first part of the season that he's going to miss and you subtract it from that, that's at least two games, right? A game or two right there. If yeah. you're going off, I mean, this guy so, hit yeah. had 28 home runs from second base last year, uh, hit 300. Um, I mean, a guy who can steal bag, he stole 18 last year. But with the new bases and the new rules, you, you could also see that as a threat from this guy. I know I know, he's no spring chicken, but the guy can still run.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, that's a very interesting stat you brought up. I mean, I went with five. Do you think that's too high? What wh- wh- would you give it? How many games? I
1: mean I – mean- it, it all depends on like who's getting up. You, this guy hits at the top of the order. You're turning the, the lineup over. I think it really has to do with a lot of other things that these intangibles that we, we really can't figure out. Uh, I, you know, when I look at wars and the things like that, I'm like, all right, you know, like I, I don't really understand it. They also say, don't try to figure it out. So it's just kind of like the stat that they throw at you. Um, you know, a baseball nerd listening to this is going to go, Oh no, no, you're wrong. And I'll explain it. But I've also heard of, you tell me how war works. I know it's.
2: Well, it stands for wins above, uh, stands for wins above replacement.
1: Right. And how do you calculate? There's
2: there's so, I mean,
1: that's what I mean. I'll have to do it
2: off air. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it to determine that. So, um, I'll give you a tutoring session some other time.
1: Okay. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll record it and put it up. We'll get some feedback from the listeners that are like, I would love to uh, talk about some of this longhand, uh, you know, uh, division or whatever goes into it. But uh, yeah, uh, it's unfortunate for the Astros. It's an opportunity for the Mariners. Sometimes though, I get a little bit scared when all stars, big players like this get knocked off of teams, especially teams that aren't afraid to go out and get who they want, especially teams that are okay with spending money, especially a team that's already the world champions. And pretty much, you know, I'm sure when the general manager or somebody comes to the ownership with a idea to be like, Hey, we got an idea to keep us up here in the, in the stratosphere, it, it, it probably happens a lot easier than maybe it's happening, you know, with Jerry in the front office.
2: Yeah, I, I can agree with that.
1: I mean, I'm just thinking about, remember when Aaron Boone hurt himself? Not an all-star, but a decent player. And, uh, you know, what did he do? He broke his ankle or rolled his ankle playing basketball. The next thing you know, you know, A-Rod's on the team. I, I, those are the kinds of chain reaction things I'm a little bit scared of of them going out and grabbing somebody. But the other thing is, who cares if the Mariners take care of business? Uh, you know, I w- I'd have to look at the schedule and see how many times we play the Astros before Altuve comes out. I know there's at least one series. They got to take care of business.
2: Yeah. I mean, even even before Altuve going out, they needed to come back and show the Astros that they're a much improved club. I mean, the Ams went toe-to-toe with them. As Mariner fans, we know how close we were. Astros fans are thinking none of it. They're just thinking of the sweep and they're world champions. I mean, that's all they care about. But, I mean, we need to continue to put that seed in the Astros' heads that we're a better team and we're coming for the AL West this year. Dry bread and mustard, a Mariner's podcast.
1: We have the one and only... Mr. Tom Hutler, how are you doing?
0: Doing well, guys. Thank you for having me. The Kingdom days, they had a lot of great memories for me. Where
1: were you and what were you thinking when the Kingdom was imploded?
2: Uh, I was watching it on TV at home. I know I get flack for this, but I was kind of like in the good riddance mode. <laughs> you like, press the button. I yeah. would have done it gladly. <laughs> Listen and subscribe to Rye Bread and Mustard, Emeritus Podcast, on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: That's a wrap on the WBC. It was it was really exciting. I'm sure more stories from this are going to come out here, you know, in the next couple of days. I mean, we're recording this episode right after the game ended. Um, obviously, Otani was uh, given the MVP. But, look, the Mariners uh, had a lot of players in the tournament. They did really well. Um, Eugenio Suarez, Gino had a great series uh our pitching looked pretty good in it. You know, Teoscar didn't have a lot of at-bats, so I think he's going to be playing a lot of catch up here. Here at spring training, but it's great to have all the players back in camp. What are you hearing? What are you seeing uh with all with the guys back. It seems like we have our full squad right now.
2: Yeah, all of them have played a game um since they've been back except uh Eugenio Suarez, I believe, and he's scheduled to get his first game of uh, spring training action again here on Wednesday. So, other than that, yeah, all the guys are back and healthy. They all had a for the most part successful t- tournament during the WBC. Um, coming back, yeah, the guys have you know brashes look good. Festa is pitched. He gave up a couple the other day, Um, but that happens. That's Festa. He's, you know, one of those long relief guys for the Mariners in their bullpen. So you're not expecting lights out stuff from him, but he was really solid for us last year. I mean, a lot of travel for him to get back and get thrown right back into it. So, yeah. And then, like you mentioned, Teoscar, um, Julio's played. Um, so yeah, they're they're all just getting back in the swing of spring training and getting ready for the season to start. I mean, we're down to eight days until opening day, so it's it's here. Yeah,
1: yeah. and with Eugenio, you know, he had some really good games, some really long games, some really uh, physical, fun games that he played in. Uh he deserves a few days off. You know, he's 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 already played playoff games. Caliber baseball for the last you know two weeks.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You're exactly right. Emotionally physical games. I mean, they were in some tight ones, you know, against their rival, the, the Puerto Rican team. Um, you know, they they beat the Dominican Republic. I mean, yeah, they had some emotional games, and he was he did a lot for them. He had a home run. He hit, I think, around 600 throughout that tournament, and he played uh, a decent third base. I saw one time where he made an error, and it was very shocking. Um, But, you know, that's baseball. So I'm excited for another big year. I'm expecting good things and another repeat big season from Eugenio Suarez this year.
1: Yeah. um, Speaking of the rest of the guys that are in camp, uh, there was, you know, some injuries and, and, uh, moves going on. Uh, gosh, uh, Jared Kelnick, you know, who's having the most impressive spring training, left with some quad tightness. Um, I'd love to see them, uh, you know, give him some days off. I know he's not going to want to do it. The guy's hitting, what, 410, uh, just killing it. Um, but we got to take care of him. I think seeing him hit more in spring training isn't what is important. We, we get it. This spring has been a great spring for him. Uh, we definitely want to see what he could do in 162. I know he probably doesn't want to get out of rhythm. Who would? But I think the smartest thing, and I, I believe you'll see the Mariners be very precautionary with him. Uh, last thing he needs is an injury, especially because he's definitely got those mentals going in the right area.
2: Yeah, right absolutely. After, after that game where he got pulled out, precautionary, like you said, Scott Service said that it's it's just precautionary. It's nothing really to worry about. It was just a little tweak that he felt. So, But I'm with you, you know, when you're a hot hitter, you want to keep playing, keep seeing the ball like he is. Uh, he's got his timing down. He's been real successful. His mentals are good. I mean, yeah, you don't want to a guy like that. You don't want to see going into the season, having to take a few days off to lose that success that he's having up at the plate. But it'll be interesting. I mean, it's we've all talked about, we're really excited about what we've seen this spring training, but it comes back to what happens in the regular season. And if he can have a great season, I mean, the sky's the limit for this team. I mean, we can think about how much more of a better team. This team is with a successful Jared Kelnick playing on it versus a guy that's struggling like he has.
1: Right. And another uh, late scratch or was, or injury scratch or precautionary scratch, I should say is to catcher Tom Murphy. He left with forearm sore uh, left forearm. Uh, you know, he's pulled from the starting lineup ahead of the matinee with the Brewers with some soreness uh he was replaced by brian o'keefe but let's not forget murphy missed nearly all of last uh season to a left shoulder injury um he was out in 20 so definitely somebody i know anytime he has a, a ding or a scrape or he comes out you start to start to get a little paranoid but this is just something that's going to happen in camp at this point camp and he's having a good camp he's hitting 281 324 and 536 with 887 ops and 32 at bats i've seen him he looks great again might have the tightest pants on this team i don't know um, i know that we said that but uh robbie ray came out there with some tighter pants we'll get to the pitching in a minute uh oh what do you gotta say about tom murphy's uh or what have you heard about this scratch yesterday
2: Yeah, I just heard the same thing that you mentioned. Uh, He was in the starting lineup and he got scratched before the game. I mean, it's concerning. I mean, we talked about the previous episode with Demo going down with that oblique and being out. Now Kelnick, now Murphy, you know, these things start to come in bunches. It it kind of freaks you out, you know. But um, let's just get out of Peoria as healthy as we can. I mean, I don't think it's a major thing. We need Tom Murphy. We need to give Cal Raleigh some day off's. We need to have Tom Murphy batting and playing when a left-hander's on the mound. You know, it's, it's those things that the Mariners have counted on this year. And like I said, let's just get out of there healthy and get up to Seattle and get this season started as healthy as we can with hopefully only Demo being the one major injury that we have going into the regular season.
1: Yeah. It gets a little scary uh, when players start to get hurt right now because When you see the two weeks, the four weeks, you're cutting into games that count. And so that's where it gets a little concerning. Uh, This just seems like a precautionary thing, like we were saying. But also, yes, we need him there for the days off. But also, this this just adds to maybe one of the best moves that the Mariners made in the offseason, the, you know, under the radar move for Cooper Hummel. I mean, we got to see what he's going to do in the regular season, but he hit another home run in the last game they played. And look, the guy plays catcher. So when something like this happens, you know, we still have a backup catcher. If let's just say you got to shut down Tom Murphy for two weeks, you know, God forbid we have to, but I'm just saying.
2: No, you're absolutely right. I mean, Hummel has had a great spring and speaking of him, I just saw that Arizona's starting catcher. Um, went down that broke his forearm, so they're looking for a backup. And as you know, they trade away Hummel for Kyle Lewis, so now they're looking. Kyle for Lewis backup. doesn't play
1: catcher, does he?
2: No, he doesn't.
1: He might run like a catcher, but he doesn't play catcher.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, but like you said, it's some. You talked about it and brought it up in the last episode. How much you like our catchers? How much you like our catching depth? Yeah, that's a big thing. And he's been very successful on the offensive side of the ball this year. And with him being able to play multiple positions, it's just a key. I mean, he's got to be on the roster. He wasn't one who probably was penciled in at the beginning of spring as making it. He had to earn his way on. And as far as I'm concerned, he's on this team.
1: Yeah, I don't see any other way that he's not on this team barring an injury. Again, knock on wood, nothing else happens to him. Or anything happens to him, you you might even see lestella This might make a, an easier transition to the opening day roster for lestella with any of these injuries. I would assume.
2: Yeah, very much so. I mean, it's going to be down to the last last guy. Listella La might be one. I don't think he's played any defensive yet.
1: Maybe Cole yeah, Calhoun.
2: Him as well. I mean, they moved him over to first. He hasn't played first since 2015 yeah i mean i think it's probably going to come down to those two guys for that last spot especially with demo being hurt i it just makes all the sense
1: right um and then you know like i said these were injuries and moves uh the moves are players are getting assigned to minor league camps. Uh, the Mariners number one and number two prospects respectively were sent down to the minors, but Miller's case, it's only a matter of time before he's in Seattle. I'm, I would assume uh, the guy only gave up two runs on seven hits and three walks and nine innings, you know, in all three outings Ford, you know, he's probably another year or so away, but you know, he's knocking on the doorstep, especially with this WBC you know, debut that he had. Um, What do you got to say about uh, these moves for Harry Ford and Bryce Miller?
2: Yeah, I mean, for Harry Ford, it's been nothing but good for him to play in this tournament, give him some experience against some high-quality guys um, catching you know, playing in big games for Team Canada, and then, like you said, Miller. I mean, you're right. He's probably going to be up here at some time. His last out. I mean, he had great stats, like you mentioned. His last outing, he went toe to toe. You know, it was only spring training, but versus Degrom in Texas's heavy heart hitting lineup, and did really well. So, I totally agree with you that he's a guy in the waiting down in the farm. That if something could, if something would happen. He's probably the number one guy that could come up and help this club out if need be.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the pitching shapes out, especially with health. I mean, that's going to be another thing is somebody's going to be coming up uh, a lot of the time. It's unfortunately going to be because of health or because I, I, especially with this team, especially when you got probably Chris Flexen being your sixth spot starter out in the bullpen. It's quite the crowd, but you know if I just hopefully the Mariners stay healthy again, but you know you could definitely see somebody missing a start that would be great if this guy could come up and it's you know later in the year, nobody's seen this shit that he's got, and you know he's just dominating you know for the short period of time you need. also, like you said, he could come out of the bullpen,
2: yeah. I mean, it's nice that the Mariners have flexing for that insurance policy to be able to slide in. I mean, knock on wood, hopefully our starters can go through the whole season. I mean, it's unprecedented that that happened last year. But if that is the case and flexing slides in or they keep flexing there and bring up Miller to start or, or take over for Flexen in the bullpen, I mean, there's a lot of options there. So it's good that the Mariners are so deep with the pitching in their um, organization.
1: yeah, speaking of the pitching, uh, you know since we've last recorded, uh, you know nothing's changed. The pitching just keeps being more impressive and more impressive. Uh, we just saw Robbie Ray go out there, stretch out to four innings. We do he have nine Ks? We've seen Logan. We've seen all good things from the pitching staff of in the last week. Uh, what jumps out at you? What do you want to talk about, Hannah, with the pitching?
2: Yeah, just a quick overview of looking all of their stats and everything. I mean, the pitching's been real solid. Uh, Luis Castillo hasn't really had the numbers yet, but I'm not worried about him. Um, like you mentioned, Robbie Ray was fantastic. The game was on Root Sports last Sunday. He was dominant. His fastball was a lot faster than it's been lately, a few ticks higher, 95, 97. With that wipeout slider, and then he's adapted that split finger that he threw, and he's really happy with it. And you mentioned Logan, his last start the other day, when another, I think three or four innings with five strikeouts. He he's got a had a great spring. Um, Marco is Marco. Um, you know what you're gonna get out of him innings. Hopefully his command is there and he's hitting his spots. And then George Kirby, you know, we all know what he came out and showed us last year. I'm expecting that and more from him. So yeah, very exciting time for a Mariners fan, as far as a pitching staff. I mean, this is the best that it's ever been in my opinion. Yeah. And
1: it just, it just makes you think, Hey, this offense that they've put together already, at least on paper. And what i what I've seen in spring training, just, looks so much more beefier than last year. And last year looked better than 2021. There has been just a gradual build of this offense, along with how dominating the pitching has gotten. And it's just for me gonna make a it should just make a really great recipe.
2: Yeah. We get those timely hits, you know, Ty France is healthy. Hopefully, he doesn't get hit as much this year, you know. Hopefully, he has a full season of being healthy because that's a big key to our lineup, Ty France. And the rest, we know Julio is going to be Julio. Hopefully, Jared Kelnick takes the next step. Teoscar is going to play more games, hopefully, than Hanegar ever has. And, you know, can't forget about Dumper. And then, I mean, I could go on and on. But, yeah, this lineup is a lot longer. It's more solid. And, I mean, yeah, they get these timely hits with that pitching. It, it, it's, it's a recipe for big success.
1: Yeah, and then going into the last week here of spring training before they come up to Seattle for some exhibition stuff, we're starting to see the starting pitchers, like last uh, pitching performances. You'll see more of the bullpen, I would assume. Get some innings here. Uh, you know, like Kirby at the time of this recording today or tonight when they pitch, this will be Kirby's last start. So if you want to see, you know, Kirby uh, tune in check that out um but yeah we're we're at that point like you said we're eight days eight days away um i'm assuming maybe we might not even see robbie ray maybe we see a couple of innings but i'm assuming now we will see maybe more of the chris flexen maybe the marco um and some of the bullpen because the bullpen traditionally doesn't get a lot of their innings towards the end of spring training because they just don't need as much to get themselves ready
2: No, and I'm glad you brought up the bullpen. Andres Munoz made his first Cactus League um, appearance the other day. Was absolutely lights out. One inning, three Ks. Thank you very much. I mean, that's what we expect out of Andres Munoz.
1: Yeah, uh, that's great. I saw him down there modeling some shirts and (laughs) doing interviews on the side. I did not get to see him pitch live, but all reports say he looks great. And, again, he was – pitching most of that season with some, you know, nagging injuries, more than nagging injuries, broken bones.
2: Yeah. I mean, I didn't know that he hurt that foot early on in the season last year, a month into it. You wouldn't have not, I mean, he played through that and looked great Um, breakout season for him. Expect him to probably be the closer this year. I would assume.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're going to see what what they're going to do with the bullpen. Uh, it still seems like closer by committee. Um, good I, point. I think good all, point. I think, I think all of that stuff is going to pan out. I mean, I just listened to, you know, Seawall the other day again about like you know, th- there's a lot of games that are lost in the ninth inning or, or not lost in the ninth inning; they're lost in the seventh inning. You might have the best closer in the world waiting, but if you can't get to the ninth. What's the point? So I think we'll probably see everything kind of shape out that way. I mean, <laughs> look what we did in the playoffs, right? I mean, we don't need to talk about it, but it's it's pretty much going by the numbers. Um, we're going to be able to see Flexin. the time this recording. Uh, Flexen will pitch tomorrow. So the next episode we come back, we'll be able to talk about what Kirby and Flexin did in their final starts, or at least for uh, – kirby it is and i probably probably flex into i i'm assuming you'd probably if you needed to also could just call somebody up you know from the uh to pits there's not uh, so many rules in in spring training right you know you could just kind of throw somebody out there i seen i went to the usa uh spring training practice game they had guys out there without jersey jersey numbers so i mean it, it's it's pretty casual i've seen a game where they the umpires left after the ninth inning like it was uh like one of those Sunday has been leagues where you had to pay the umpires (laughs) to be there. And they're like, Nope, we only do two hours.
2: So no, you're, yeah, you're exactly right. I mean the Mariners start off with one of their biggest camps ever with like 80 some plus guys. And they're only down to 40 right now. And then within eight days they need to be down to 26. So yeah, there's some options for these last few games. Um, And then it'll be roster cuts and see who we're going to bring North with us. I mean, this last couple episodes, we'll be getting into that and talking about it and finding out what team we're going to roll with here. So, yeah, exciting times. It's finally here. WBC's over. I'm excited. It was a great tournament. And now super excited about the season and what, and seeing how the Mariners can defend their chances of getting back to the playoffs.
1: So they can defend that wild card. Defend that second wild card.
2: The World Series. Where a pitch is not just a pitch, it's a World Series pitch. Where a hit is not just a hit, it's a World Series hit. A win is not just a win, it's a World Series win. Now you've got a chance to win a trip to the 1984 World Series by entering Major League Baseball's Grand Slam sweepstakes at all Major League ballparks and participating retailers. Baseball fever, catch it!
0: The preceding message was furnished by Major League Baseball.
1: Some of the California guys taking some of the players that have never, ever had the delight of an in and out cheeseburger. Uh, what happened there, Hanno? Can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, the Mariners social media team looks like set up for uh, – it was Ty France driving the golf cart with uh, JP riding shotgun and then Dumper and – and Miller in the back, um, and they drove from the facility over to in and out to get uh, the team some burgers for the day. And uh, they're quite funny, quite good. If you get a chance, look it up on the Mariners socials. It's great. Um, they bought, they got 150 burgers and 60 fries or so. And uh, I, you know, people made fun of Dumper not knowing what Animal Style was. I mean, I've eaten it a few times down there with you, but. I didn't know what animal style was, so I was glad to be educated on that. So, hey, Dumper, I'm there with you.
1: My favorite, uh, unsolicited, I will tell everybody, actually is off the secret menu too. I like the Flying Dutchman. If you're watching, if you're carb counting, but you're not cholesterol counting, the Flying Dutchman is good. It's two burger patties, a piece of cheese, and you can have onions on it. So, the two burger patties make up the bun. It's basically a grilled cheese, but with uh, with cheese in the middle. I mean, with burger buns as the bread, I should say. Uh, but yeah, go check that out. But my one thought about this whole video was, what is Dick's going to do? What is Dick's driving going to do to counter this? I mean, if I'm Dick's driving, it looks like I'm a California guy and I'm a, I'm a Seattle guy. I should say I'm a Seattle guy first. I'm a Dick's guy first. In and out is great. It's 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 a different, it's a totally different thing. But a lot of people will say, hey, this is a down here in southern California, in and out. I know that they have another place, they have it in Arizona. I think they have one in southern Washington somewhere. But I don't believe uh, we have
2: any in Washington. No, we can't go there. I believe there's none in Washington.
1: I think there is one. I'm gonna look this up. Uh, okay. but uh, you know Dick's Drive In is a Seattle staple. I mean, they got to do something about this. I know it's, you know, the closest Dix is, I would say, Queen Anne or maybe the one that's on Broadway from, you know, T-Mobile Park. But we got to figure something out. I know they have that Dix drive-in truck, so uh, the food truck. So I want to see this food truck come down there with a counter. You know, we're talking 150. I don't know. I'd like to see Dix do, I don't know, 300 uh, burgers, you know maybe give it to the uh maybe 600 burgers give it to the staff at t-mobile bring the fries down uh that's one of the, the places i wish that was in t-mobile park
2: yeah absolutely i i honestly believe that if i remember remember correctly that um after that social media post by the mariners i believe dick's drive-in social media team responded with something so yeah we Good. might see something at some time
1: We got to see it. We got to see represent the 206. Come on. Come on, Dix. Drive in. I want to see something on this. Anyways, uh, this is our episode for today. We're happy to be back. Be checked back with us in a couple of days here. We'll have some more episodes. We got some big stuff coming out next week on opening week. So remember to like, subscribe, all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Give us a review. Say hello by giving us a review. We like those five tool baseball players on this podcast, but we like, but you know what we like more than that, Hanno?
2: Five star reviews. Absolutely. We love
1: those five star reviews. So don't be shy with that. You know, check us out on the socials. We're talking Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Check us out. We're putting stuff up on YouTube. We just started putting the stuff on YouTube. Uh, We're going to have more and more of that as we build that up with Odyssey. Just kind of waiting for all that to like roll out a little bit more. But you can check us out at Rye Bread and Mustard Podcast on YouTube for now. Also, check us out on Apple Pods. Spotify, right here on the flagship of Odyssey, Google, Amazon Music, Audible, Overcast, and iHeartRadio. And again, like I said, right here at the flagship on Odyssey, on Odyssey Sports or wherever else you get that shit. We appreciate it. We'll be back soon. Hanno, you know what time it is. Charge! (tries) Tch, <tries>